Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What's up, family? This is episode 42 of the Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. I'm your co-host, Nikita Monroe-Thomas. And um, it's been a very weird week, to say the least. Uh, we lost a legend, an icon, Kobe Bryant. And Keita, I'll let you talk a little bit because you were really like a fan. I respected him, um, but you were really like one of his biggest fans. So you can touch on it. Yeah, um... All the victims. We sent our prayers sure. to all the victims um, in the helicopter crash. But yeah, I've been a Kobe fan for a, whew, a very long time. And um, when I first heard the news, uh, my coworker told me, and my coworker didn't want to tell me at first. Mind you, this is a coworker we talk all the time. He's never quiet. And he was like, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what's going on? It's like, they're reporting that Kobe Bryant uh, passed away in a helicopter crash. And I'm like, we live in a day and age where there's always fake news and stuff like that. So... I took it with it. I took it. I'm like, all right. Then my sister texted me and was like, Kobe Bryant uh, passed away in a helicopter crash. And I went on the most reliable source that I could. I honestly feel sometimes, not all the time, but uh, I think it was CNN or whatever link uh, came up when I put his name in. And then I seen it. And then all the stories started coming out about how many people were on a helicopter. It was just, it was just sad. And um, when you're a fan of someone, you, you always think you have time. Like, to be, like, they're, like, I really thought, like, Kobe was going to be, like, 80. You know, I'm like, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, now that I'm doing this podcast, and I'm like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to meet him. Like, I, in my heart of hearts, like, I knew I was going to meet Kobe Bryant, and I knew I was going to sit down and have a conversation and be able to talk to him and pick his brain. But um, it's unfortunate that that, wouldn't, that won't be the case. But um, all Kobe fans, we're just hurt because we just, like, like I said, we just thought we had more time. You know, like he, he just retired a couple of years ago. So we thought we just had more time to see him uh, evolve in his second career. And it seemed like a very, uh, he seemed very happy in this second career. And we got to see more personality than I think we ever ha- have seen from Kobe in his, in his second uh, life after basketball, you know, um, with his, with his partner, one of his best friends, Gigi by his side at the games and seeing him I never any Kobe fan I don't think we ever thought he would be a coach 
let alone have the patience to coach uh, young girls. And he loved it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I think this is day five or six. Um, denial has set in a lot. Um, I, like I said, I thought I had more time, more time to buy merchandise. Cause it's just like, I've been a Kobe fan and buying stuff never valued me. That be my staple of being a fan. Like I have no, I have no gear of Kobe's, but I, like I said, I thought I had more time. Like I'm like, that. it's nothing for me to buy Kobe hoodie sneakers. Like I just thought I had more time and then look and see, um, how this, how this times is people gaining revenue off this man's death. He's not even in the grave. You know, like I know resellers and stuff like that. I kind of know the sneaker game a little bit. Um, but this is just disgusting. We know what you guys are doing. You're selling it at a super duper ridiculous price to make profit. Um, it's disgusting. But at the end of the day, you won't get no, it won't be no good that comes from that. If you're selling your merchandise that you have a Kobe's just for lucrative gain, it won't be no more. There's no morals in that. You get no respect for that. So, um, and we could see, you know, that you're, that's what you're doing it for. And we know real fans, we don't do that. The merchandise that I have with Kobe's, I would never sell it. It don't matter the amount of money because I was a real fan of him, his game and what he stood for. You know what I'm saying? And it just, it just, it just makes you realize that I know a lot of people say life is short, but it really is. And coming home after you're doing something is like a, is like a big thing. So like really cherish that because you just never know like Kobe, Gigi, the seven other victims, they all said something in that day. See you later. I talk to you later. You know what I'm saying? And for that to be the outcome, you just never know. Um, we all have an expiration date. I know this is sad to say, but we do. So you just want to be able to live your life to the fullest. And what I loved about Kobe and what I will always love about Kobe is that I know a lot of people had their opinions about his personality but I hope that you can gain from all these stories that a lot of people are telling that he was a genuine person. And all we're talking about is how he was as a person. So we can only hope that when our demise come, that people are talking about what we did for the world and what we gave back, not what we had money and all of that. Because at the end of the day, nobody's talking about that because that's not what we remember from Kobe. And that's not what we're going to continue to remember from Kobe. And I didn't, I, I was thinking about this, this whole time before I had to do the podcast, like, should I write something to say? But I just was in disbelief. And people know that I've been a Kobe fan. So people have been reaching out and I appreciate that. It's just, I just really couldn't put it into words. Like, I probably won't ever post a pic. I just can't, like, maybe some years from now, I may could do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, it's just tough. It's tough. Yeah, just to go back to what people, like, selling their Kobe gear or like making apparel with his face and likeness on it. Like you said, it's not, we, we see why you're doing it for your own game, but if you are doing it, why not donate the money you make to their foundation, the Kobe Bryant and Vanessa Bryant foundation. Correct. That's, that's a good way to give back to the family and also to help those other families and right. you're doing it for the right reason. You don't like use your ability, your creative ability to make shirts or apparel or hoodies or whatever the case may be and give it back to those families because at the end of the day, we, we got to have some, some morals and uh, values to how we live. Like it's easy to, buy Kobe's and resell them for thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. But 
at the end of the day, yeah, you, you got a couple more dollars in your bank account, but what are you really doing it for? Like, what are you getting out of that? Like, why not keep those sneakers? Maybe, you know, put them in a, uh, I don't know if they have like sneaker boxes that you can display, but put it yeah. in something like mm-hmm. that. Like, cherish that that item because Kobe, like I said, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kobe per se, but I, res- I always respected him as a person and as a player. Like, he's a legend. And um, we got to witness greatness and too many times we don't appreciate what we were watching until somebody has passed on and we have to change that we have to change our mindset like we got to appreciate everything that the people we admire or look up to are doing because one day like Keita said we all got an expiration date we have to appreciate what we what we see and we got to appreciate greatness at the end of the day Correct. so um like LeBron, I'm pretty sure he took he's taking it probably other than the families that's were immediately involved, I'm sure he was taking it yeah, r- really Kobe, hard. His last picture he posted was with LeBron. Kobe's last tweet was to LeBron. He just broke his record the night before. He Correct. talked to Kobe that morning before he got on a plane. Correct. Before LeBron got on a plane to go back to LA. Kobe told Melo he was going to going to the game when they played the uh when they play the Lakers, which is tonight, which is tonight, which is it's crazy, and now, we don't we don't want to talk about this too much because it's still fresh and we, it's kind of hard to put it into words like how we really feel. We can do a whole episode, but we're not gonna do that. But um, like we said, prayers up to the family, um, the Bryant family, and also the seven others and their families because, like you said, it's it's never easy to lose someone, especially someone you you love, a family member, a close friend, like it's tough. And, and it's, it's unexpected. Unexpected, like, yeah. Forty one hmm. years old. And the thing about it is, like, I think what is hard for like the the day by day fan to grasp, a Kobe fan to grasp, his peers, excluding his loved ones, is that like we really like he accomplished so much in 41 years that people don't accomplish in a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, at the end of the day, I'm a Kobe fan. I'm hurting. A lot of Kobe fans are hurting. But anytime I feel pain thinking about it, I just like send a prayer to his wife and his children because this is, I'm not trying to be rude or nasty, but a year or two will go by. My pain that I'm feeling now is going to subside. I'm still going to be hurt. But those children will have to live without their father for the rest of their lives. And Vanessa Bryant will have to live without her husband for the rest of her life. So I'm always going to put into perspective that as a fan, I would never be able to feel that grief and that pain that they're feeling. And they will continue to feel for the rest of their life. So anytime I'm feeling sad or down, uh, especially about the situation, I always send an extra prayer to her and her family and the seven other victims as well. Because at the end of the day, they said things to their family like "see you later," "I love you," et cetera, et cetera, like we do normally on a regular basis. And a, and a horrible tragedy happened. And like Vanessa said in her post, I couldn't. I read it. I couldn't. I would couldn't read it now if I tried to. Um, they're asking for prayers and privacy. And at the end of the day, the privacy comes from if you have anything that you feel like a conspiracy that would happen, keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself because at the end of the day. Social media, this is what people see, you know. You got to remember, Kobe has a teenage daughter as well, you know. So, 
keep that stuff to yourself. You know, if you don't have any facts, that's why I didn't post. The, I don't. I didn't post anything about it because there were so many things still coming out about the victims. They putting people on a helicopter that wasn't there. You scaring other families that are. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I went to school for journalism, and as I gather information for myself, I just didn't see any uh, any information that I could feel credible enough to for me to post anything about it. Because I would never want it to come back that I put out wrong information. And I don't know, maybe this generation in this time when I was coming up, admiring journalism is not the same. People don't go out of their way to do the due diligence to find the facts. Everyone wants to be first, even if it causes pain and hurt to people. There's no way that we should have been able to find out this tragedy before the Bryant family and before those seven other victims' family. It's just disgusting. And at the end of the day, I know some news news places, or if you want to call them news organizations, they have a job to do. But when, where does the integrity lie? Um, where does the, the basis moral lie? Where does just having human decency lie? And at the end of the day, when you want to be respected in this industry, as what I've gathered, I haven't been in this industry long, but what I gathered is being truthful and honest will get you further than being a first. And um, like I said, if you have anything negative or anything like that, keep it to yourself. Because at the end of the day, you wouldn't want somebody saying anything negative about a loved one you lost. Everybody has their own opinions about who Kobe was, the ups and downs of his career. We know that. Everybody knows that. But at the end of the day, it's still a family mourning. It's still children mourning. You got to remember Kobe has a child, one, I think one years old, would never remember her father ever. You know what I'm saying? So you got to put that in perspective. And, you know, social media seems like it's going to be around for a very long time. So just be mindful of the things you say online and be mindful of the things you say on social media. Because at the end of the day, they, it's still people mourning. You know, it's still people hurting. It's still people that just can't process this. You know what I'm saying? And it's subsided. A lot of people haven't been posting that much. It's just hurtful to see because it's just like 41 years old and like, He's going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's just a lot of things that we already seen for him. And I know he's seen for himself and seen for his daughter, Gigi. And those young women, young girls that was on the helicopter, seen for themselves and their parents seen for them. It's just a sad situation and a sad story. So at the end of the day, just keep your keep the Bryant family in your prayers and the seven other victims' families in your prayers because this is just a tough situation. And like I said, in a couple of years, it's going to subside for us. We're the average fan. We're a fan, but we're not family. And, you know, when you lose a loved one, especially unexpected, I've lost a loved one, unexpected. The pain is so, it hits you in waves. So a year from now, an average fan, man, that's crazy what happened to Kobe. But your family, you still feel like it's the same day that it happened. Like the pain it comes in waves. So the pain will come in waves for that family. So just be mindful of the things you post on social media. Be mindful of the things you say. And like I said, if you have your own conspiracies or what happened, keep that to yourself. Because you don't need, you know, he has a teenage daughter, you know, she's hurting her, his little, you know, just be mindful of the things you say. And like one last point before me and Rich get off this topic is, Give your, like, Reg always says this. He says this a lot. Give people their flowers while they're here. And um, it touched me because it's like, we live in a fast-paced life. Like, it's fast. You work every day, you know. Sometimes you don't always have the time. You, you think you don't have the time. But call your grandparent. Call your mother. Call your father. Especially, you know, nowadays, we, a lot of families, we live in different states. 
call them, you know, go get on a plane ticket, go see your, your father, your mother, your family member, especially if you're not an entrepreneur and a job isn't you working a nine to five, put that time in, put that sick time in. Yep. Call out. I don't, I'm saying it because at the end of the day, your family, if, if you don't spend that time and let them know that you'll be heartbroken and crushed to know, like Shaq was talking about it, like he wish he would have spoke. Like you just, you don't never want it to be like, I wish I could have, I could have, I could have, I, I would have, I should have, I did it. Like, no, you don't want it to be that. So yeah, that's yeah. the last thing. Speaking of Shaq, I just want to explain on that a little bit. We got a men relationships. Um, that's over petty things. Like Shaq said on the interview on TNT a couple of days ago, he didn't talk to Kobe since his last game where he scored 60. That was what, two, like two years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, and you would think they would talk more often, but like men relationships that's that you don't have with people uh, over petty things, because like life, mm-hmm. like Keita said, life is short, um, and you're gonna make time for people if it's important to you. I, you can say you're busy, you can say you you don't have time, but if it's really important to you, you're gonna make time for mm-hmm. that person or that family member or something you want to do. You're gonna make time for it if it's. Correct. If it's that important to you. Now, if it's not, obviously, you're going to make excuses. You're going to say you can't do this or that. Correct. And um, that's just the way of life. But if something is truly, truly matters to you, then you're going to make time and you're going to hang out with people, your friends, your family. Yep. Like Keita said, make a phone call. It don't got to be a, an hour phone call. It could be 10 minutes just to check in, see what's going on, see how they're doing, sure. see what's wrong. It, it's simple. Like It means and, a lot. Yeah, and it's it goes... It goes unnoticed, and you can do it out of kindness in your heart, and you never know. Maybe that person you called needed that. Like, they yeah. needed a pick-me-up. They needed somebody to know mm-hmm. that you're a widow in a time of need. Like, it's just, it's things we overlook, but it's these are the things that's most important, yeah, honestly. I agree with you on that point about if it's petty. Now, if it's toxic no. and causing, yeah, because at the end of the day, you did that was the right decision you had to make for your life. But, man, it is some petty stuff. And then, but the thing about it is, what made I think also Kobe an amazing person is, even though he didn't speak to Shaq that much a lot, he still was talking to his son. Oh yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, Kobe's not unfortunately about the situation, but Kobe sent a message to Shaq's son. It's just like you. It's hard for me to say, but like when in people's demise is when you really get to see the person that they they truly are, and I'm like. I think that narrative should change. Like we should be able to understand who people are, why they still here. You know what I'm saying? Because I, we're, we all was lax. Nobody, man, you could we couldn't have guessed that Kobe Bryant would be gone at 41 years old. It's just something that never crossed our mind because he still has so much life to live. If that makes it, you got to remember that man came into the NBA at 17 years old, retired at what 37, mm-hmm. 20 years in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Now he's living his second life as a father, as a husband. I don't know if you guys know the sacrifices that NBA players make not seeing their children and et cetera, et cetera. You know, so I've been watching a, a, a couple Kobe interviews. One of the ones I really enjoyed was his uh, one with um, Stack and um, Matt Barnes. I really enjoyed that. Shout out to their podcast. Um, I really enjoyed... Um, this whole thing he did when he was on Jimmy Kimmel, it was really awesome. It's just like, and then you never realize the gems people dropping on you till they're gone. The same like same situation when you think about Nip, like 
you go back and listen to his music now, they be going, like, bro, he was giving out beyond free game. Like, but that's just the genuine nature of who he was. He wanted to uplift his people. And then you listen to how Kobe was. He was a kind of the same way, dropping gems on people. And you got to see the enjoyment he got out of helping younger players because that wasn't necessarily always what Kobe was perceived as, you know, selfish player, et cetera, et cetera. But when you got to see later in his career and then the Mamba Academy, you see all those younger players coming and then you see them now in the NBA and you see them, the emotions that they have for the situation. And Paul George, he did an amazing job as a voiceover he did for Kobe Bryant at the Clippers game. Um, he, it was so eloquent. It was just, it was just spot on. Um, the words that he expressed, I, I couldn't imagine how hard that was, especially when you're around someone and like I said, we all we all thought we would see Kobe Shaq in their 70s and 80s. And they'll be able to look back at the pictures and stuff and laugh and be like, we should have stayed together. We could have got five. We could have got six together. You know what I'm saying? And that's what touched me the most What Shaq was saying. Like, you got to you gotta give people their flowers while they're here because you, you just never know. Well, we're going to... Uh... Switch gears a little bit. Still stay with the NBA. Um, so, Keita, they announced the All-Star starters and the All-Star uh, reserves. And my boy Devin Booker wasn't on there. Is he the biggest snub, you think? He's the biggest snub. You see the numbers? I definitely see the numbers. Is it because of the record? Like, come on. Come on now. It's definitely the record. On the West side, Devin Booker made it. And some would say... Chris Paul shouldn't have made it. Some I, would say that. I think I think that the All-Star game, the veterans, the celebrity, like the superstar veteran guys, they're all, they're always going to make it. Like even D-Wade made it in his last like they're I think they're a guarantee. Now do they deserve it? That's for that's not for me to <laughs> me to say because who doesn't want Chris Paul at the All-Star game? But does he deserve to be? <sighs> That's tough. If you're looking at numbers, Devin Booker and Bradley Bill should both they should have both made it. But Chris Paul is like a storyline with him. Like, oh, he got traded to the Thunder. It was supposed to be a rebuilding year. Their record is worse than their sons, isn't it? No, they in the playoffs. Oh wow! Excuse me. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and they talk. They was talking about uh. Should they trade him and all this? And he's leading them um, in assists, I believe. And they're like six in the playoffs right now. Wow. Um, that's shocking. And that's I supposed to be a rebuilding year. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that. Um, so I get why Chris, they put Chris Paul in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I still think Devin Booker and Bradley Bill should have made it. Like, Devin Booker's averaging 27. He is. Bradley Bill is probably averaging the same thing. Yeah. Like, and it's more entertaining to have have those type of players. Like they go get a bucket. Yeah, both walk. That's what the All Star Game is for. Mm -hmm. like. I just watched the uh, <laughs> Bradley Bills uh, talking trash to somebody. I loved it. <laughs> he told him, "You can't guard me." As a basketball player, when you tell somebody they can't guard you, you in his own. I have I ever said that? Yeah, I've said it before. I was in his own already. You already hot, so I'm already in his own. Now I'm letting you know. I'm just giving you a heads up, like. The zone I'm in, you can't guard me. And he was saying that to the guy. I loved it. I think this. I think that the sadness of what happened to Kobe is about to turn. A, NBA about to be lit in the sense of like 
you're about to get that competitive nature back. Not saying it's not it wasn't competitive before, but Kobe wasn't about that friendly stuff. You're about to really see some dogs, especially the players that he worked with one-on-one. Oh, you're about to see a shift, I'm telling you. Be on the lookout for a lot of these players to take that that pain that they have and, and put it into motion to what they need to do to be successful for their teams and their organization. I'm telling you, this is going to be an amazing season, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Did you see the new All-Star Game format? You posted it. I did. I, I skimmed through it. So basically, it? so each quarter they keep score. Mm-hmm. But then, so first quarter, say it's 24-24. Uh-huh. They clear mm-hmm. the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Second quarter, whatever you score. Third quarter, whatever you score. Um, and then the fourth quarter, they add those points up, put it back on the scoreboard. And then um, in honor of Kobe... Whoever has the lead, so say the score is 80 to 75. Mm-hmm. So the 80, whoever has 80 is in the lead. So you add 24, and that's the score you have to get to to win. So I don't know if you watched any of the TVT tournament. It was. Or when they win the money and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, that tournament. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's where I believe that's where they took it from because. It was the they added like twelve points to the high the higher team score and then that's the target score you have to get to win the game. Okay. So that's what they're trying to do. Um, I see what they're doing in honor of Kobe. Um, I don't know. We're gonna see how it goes, but uh, what do you think about it? Like, you think the the change was necessary, or like they could have did like something else? Um, the All Star game. I don't know. The All Star game hasn't been like really like exciting for me personally for a long time like the last time i've really been excited about an all-star game this may sound crazy but i probably say like 2001 when i tried to go and it was in philly me and my dad tried to go and um we couldn't get in and um that was the last but that's when they was wearing their team's jerseys and it was, I don't know what it was about that time in the late 2000s where the All-Star game was just amazing and lit. Like, I can't tell you. I can't even give you an explanation on why. I, I, they can do any format. The All-Star game, just for me personally, just does nothing for me. I don't know why. I can't put, put a, a perspective on why it just does nothing for me. Um, maybe if I was younger. Like, because I was younger, obviously, a lot younger in 2001. But, um... I don't know what it was. It was just about those superstars I really wanted to see. Not saying I don't want to see these guys, but I don't know. I mean, each year it gets worse from a competitive standpoint. Like, they don't, they barely play defense. It's like a dunk contest during the game. Yeah. And then fourth quarter hits last like two minutes. If the game is close, then they are like attempt to play harder. Yeah. Yeah. Where back in the day, they was playing hard regardless the yeah. whole game. That like, jump was crazy. I don't want you scoring on me. I don't yeah. want you making me look like a fool out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's gotten like worse every year since like the early 2000s. And yeah. it's sad, but I, I I get it from both sides of the sto- like the spectrum. Like one side, you wanted to be competitive. But on the other side, they don't want to get injured. They, they don't want to be re- entertaining. Yeah, I think the All-Star game for, like, younger children and stuff like that is awesome to see. Um, I think they need to be there with a parent or something, put it in perspective. Like, this isn't it's necessarily not how the game of basketball normally goes. This is fun. It's, like, fun time. So, yeah, for children, I love it. Um, I love it for the cities that the All-Star game come to to bring revenue to those cities. This year was in Chicago. Um, if I would have known earlier that it was in Chicago, I probably would have tried to go. My dad's from Chicago. So, 
that would have been something dope for us to do. But I, I just didn't know. I like the All Star game just doesn't not, does nothing for me, so I didn't even think to look into it. But um, yeah, I, I appreciate for the cities that it's in and maybe like when they do like whoever performs and stuff like that. But like the entertainment part, I'm I'm cool with the entertainment part of it. It really does nothing for me per se, but I'm I'm cool with it. Like that they could do. It's really nothing they can do to make it more entertaining because it's already a dunk contest, like you said, <laughs> dunk contest, three point contest. So yeah, like I think it's I think it is it is what it is at this point. Yeah, well, shout out to all the All Stars who made it. Shout out to Bradley Bill and Devin, uh, Devin Booker because we all know they should have made it. Um, but I got a question for you. Talk to me. I don't know if we're going to keep this segment, but I'm going to call it, would you rather? Would you rather okay. have, would you rather be working at a job where you make, let's say, $120,000, but you don't enjoy what you're doing? Okay, so $120,000, do not enjoy what I'm doing. How or, long, okay, go ahead. Or would you rather be doing what you love and making half of that? Mm. Mm. Okay, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I talked about this on the last episode. My exact salary to pay my student loans off at a certain amount of time is one hundred and twenty thousand, right? So, mm, obviously, you would that. think you would think you would think that would be my first choice, right? But to do what you love to do, like get up every day, go to a job that you love to do, which is which is hard in itself because at the end of the day, you go into a job to work for somebody. I'm not gonna get into that. But um, you enjoy it though. Like you do it, you enjoy it. Um, it makes you happy. You're not. You're content. You're okay with that job. That's hard to find nowadays, and especially to pay half of one twenty, pay about sixty thousand. That ain't bad. But <laughs> I've been working at a job that I don't love for a very long time. I'm cool. It's it's not. I'm I'm like I'm good. Like I'm not. It's not like it's a horrible job, but it's not something that I want to do every day. But I've done it for so long. What's gonna what's what's gonna happen if I do it and make a hundred twenty thousand? Like that's just compensating me for the pain that I have to endure to work at this job that I don't like. So my, for me to accomplish the financial goals that I want to accomplish, I would have to take the job that pays one hundred twenty thousand that I don't enjoy. I work at a job right now that I don't enjoy that much. I don't hate it. Rev said, it, "Don't enjoy. Don't enjoy and hate are two different things." We a lot of us work at jobs we don't enjoy. But we still get that direct deposit into our account. So, yeah, a job that I don't enjoy for 120000 yes. Now, hate, he would have said hate, that's different. But don't enjoy, hmm, I don't enjoy paying bills, but I do. So that's fine. <laughs> I'll take the job that pays 120000 and I'll pay my student loans off in a year, and then I'll quit. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, well, I'm choosing the the, the 60 or, the, or the, the job I love because... With that job that you love, you possibly can make connections with other people, which generates other revenue by doing other things. Mm -hmm. And that's just my way of thinking. Like, I hate, well, I don't hate, but <laughs> I don't want to be at a job where I don't, I wake up, I'm like, damn. You, no, 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 no. You said dislike. All right. You, you didn't say hate. Cause you, don't you, enjoy. You're right. Yeah. I said, I don't so enjoy. So you're not getting up like So that. I'm waking up. Saying damn. Damn, I got to go back here today. I do not enjoy being here. I don't like none of the people. I don't like the potlucks. <laughs> they talking to me when I got my headphones in. Sure. 
So yeah, I'm gonna have to take the the job I love, and then eventually, I know I didn't say this, but maybe you get promoted or see, you Reg get a better stuff. See, job. you ever see when Reg do it? Would you rather? He always adds stuff when it on his part. Oh, you, you can get do the same raise. thing when it's your turn. So next week, you may get a raise, or you may like. Come on, bro, that ain't how it is. I'm taking half in my happiness. Mm. Okay, I'm taking a 120 <laughs> and debt free. 120 debt free. I'm gonna stay for a couple years, debt free car, house. Like I'm gonna really milk it. You said dislike. You're right. I'm, 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 we do a lot of things in life that we dislike. So you gonna I'm gonna be able to do something that I dislike for 120 thousand. Oh, <laughs> you ain't gotta threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Oh, I could imagine it now. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. 120000 Just a dislike. I've been commuting to Philadelphia every day for the oh. last three years on a train. That's dislike. And I definitely don't get paid 120000 So you're telling me you're going to pay me? The smile on my face right now. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Would you rather? I got to drive out to Philly today. Pick up Leah from the airport. Queen Leah is a traveling woman. Tell me about it. So bossy. Uh-uh. <laughs> bossy. Mm-mm. Shout out to you, Queen Lee. Speaking of significant others, um, so social media is big nowadays. It is. To a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes makes or breaks relationships. Which I heard. So question for you. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you care or do you <laughs> mind when if your significant other likes the opposite sex's pictures. Okay. I'm going to give you guys two answers. <clears throat> let me hear it. Let me hear it. So, single me prior to meeting the love of my life. I'm like, what? Why do people be pressed about people liking pictures? It's Instagram. It's social media. You go like pictures. I'm my, You go like pictures. It's social media. Blah, blah, blah. Fast forward three years later. Um, <laughs> I sometimes see my man, the stuff he likes. It doesn't bother me at all. Because I know he likes me in real life. So, um, yeah, it's social media. As long as there's nothing inappropriate, like commenting hard eyes and check your DM and anything inappropriate that can make me feel like I need to address it, I have no problem with it. It's, it's social media, and that's what you do. I like people pictures, like, and I think nothing of it. So I have no problem with liking pictures. It has, I have no problem with it. It's not a big deal. Um, like I said, as long as you're not being inappropriate, taking it further than social media, but besides that, and you got to think nowadays, <laughs> people are savages, so they liking the picture, but you got to just be mindful as long as it's not anything else. And I'm not the detective type of female, so God going to show me. Let me double down on my question. Okay. Say a female or a guy mm-hmm. slides in your DM. Mm-hmm. Maybe just saying, what's up? Mm-hmm. How are you? Mm-hmm. Might throw some emojis in there. Mm-hmm. If you respond, is that cheating or a form of cheating? So, okay. I could take myself, for example. So, somebody slid in my DMs, said, hey, um, I never know if someone's trying to talk to me, per se, or they want to talk about the podcast. So, my first thing is, um, I don't respond if it's not... A direct question so if it's just a hey i'm not going to respond because there's no there's no need for me to respond i don't know you personally already i'm not trying to get to know you i don't need to get to know no other man i'm good i'm good with what i'm doing uh, unless it's business related 
and my significant other knows that I do a podcast. So sometimes I do have to reach out to people of the opposite sex, but he trusts, he trusts me. So it's not a big deal. But if you're not, if the question, if it's not a question, if it's just, Hey, or an emoji, I'm, I'm 99.9% of the time, never going to respond to it because I never know what type of time anyone's on because the, because the, Hey, am I, because I'm a, I'm a genuine person. So the, Hey, to me, you really could just be saying, Hey, and then we talk, have a conversation and you want to know about the podcast bet. But the hate can be like, man, your picture, you look super attractive. And then now I got to, now I got to be disrespectful because don't do that. Like, you know, you know, don't do that. So the liking the picture is fine. It's, I don't have a problem with that. As long as it's not inappropriate, the comment, anything like that. But if it's just liking, and even if you do comment, because it's social media, as long as it's not disrespectful, like, you, it, like, <laughs> my man, you could like the picture. That's it. Ain't no cute nothing. Because I would never do that. I would never comment on the other dude picture like, dang, you're handsome. Because that's inappropriate. Now, that's inappropriate. But just liking the picture, no. Because most of the time, a lot of pictures I see my boyfriend like, and I, I'm on a like list, too. Mm. We got similar tastes and likes. <laughs> Find you a significant other that got similar likes than you. Because when I see my boyfriend likes on, on a picture, I like, I'm like, look at him. So cute. <laughs> All right, let's let's stop that. Um, but for me, what I do is like I don't even follow people who give me the temptation. Mm-hmm. Not saying I will like pursue anything. Else, I know what you're saying. I but like, if if all they posting is half-naked pictures... Uh-huh. You ain't even put yourself in that type of psych what? job. Yeah, like... Yeah, I agree. If that's all you're posting, you're not giving me nothing of value. Like, no quotes that I can possibly repost. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's no point of me Not at this age following. I'm right now. Not at 20. And I'm in a relationship. Like, if I was single, I probably would. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I probably would be following those type of people. Like, I'm in a different stage of my life. Correct. I need people who giving me some type of value on my timeline when I log in. Like, Correct. I don't want to see all this negative news, <laughs> negative, like, everything. Like, yeah. I need to see some positive things. Like, Correct. I want to see what you're doing. I want to I want to possibly shout you out. I, I just want to see, like, everybody win, for real, for real. Like, Correct. I don't want to see you bashing your baby mom, your baby dad. <laughs> like, nah. We too old for that. Yeah. And, um... I'm gonna hit that unfollow button. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's more. That's a lot on Facebook. Yeah, that's why I don't even get on Facebook. I just like I for post the podcast and, and I dip. That and power. Or I look at cars on Facebook too. Besides that, yeah, man. <laughs> Facebook, I just read people's stuff though. Facebook is really like God. Is a lot of gossip. Mm-hmm. Especially around here, we probably we got a lot of mutual friends, so we probably see the same things that people yes. be saying. I'm like, yo, you why are you airing your dirty laundry and out then, on this know, site? You, and now people judging you, like, oh, look at him or her. And then they gonna like, judge you as if you you just gonna let your friend do that. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell. <laughs> like at the end of the day, I'm not gonna keep telling them because mm-hmm. they keep doing. It. Yeah. But you know how mortified I'd be if somebody came up to me and told me my business that I put on Facebook? <laughs> like, that's crazy, Kitty. You going through that with your baby dad? How do you know that? Hmm. Oh, I did post I it. did post that on. Oh, man. This is a couple months ago. But now we're back together. Or could you imagine somebody going up to your mom and be like, 
I see what Reg going through. Um, <laughs> is everything okay? Yeah. Your uh, mom like, what is he going through? Yeah, he blocked me he from seeing his posts. <laughs> if you gotta block anybody from seeing your post, don't post it. That's number one. You gotta block somebody from seeing it. Don't post it. Oh man, what, you got anything else, Kitty? You want to talk about? I'm sorry. Social media is just this is this is a fun time. We, we always say it's a gift and a curse. If you use it the right way, you can win. If you use it the wrong way, you can mm-hmm. lose relationship, friendships, business opportunities, mm-hmm. all that. Like, yeah. So use it to your advantage. Like, it's so many ways to connect with people. Is yep. is they making it easy for us to connect with people? Like, you don't. Sure, you can call people, but you can DM them. You can email yep. them. Like, yep. which is we still should be able to have a conversation with people, but it's easier now. Like. A simple DM. Make sure it's professional looking, but DM and you ask, oh, maybe I have this opportunity. I want you to be a guest. I want to run this by you, this idea I have. Yep. It's, it's just easy. So use it to your advantage. Don't don't use it the opposite way. Uh, and where you losing relationships, friendships, business opportunities. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, me and Reggie, we always like to talk to our younger listeners um, when you guys are applying to these jobs, uh, they ask for your social media, by the way. Yep. Just seen it on my applications. They wanted my social media. They wanted my Facebook. They want your Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. Um, I had one, but I couldn't even remember how to log in if I, if I had to. But yeah, they want your social media. So be mindful of the posting the money phones and the, the inappropriate stuff on your Instagram and Facebook because um, you can delete it, but it's not deleted, if that makes any sense. There's ways to find it if they or really want to find. Especially if it's inappropriate. Technology. Whew. <laughs> you might have thought you deleted something. It popped back up. Acting celebrities. How do <laughs> tweets keep popping back up from five, ten years ago? Right. Because nothing is deleted off the internet. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, but guys, um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Before we... Before we wrap this episode up, make sure you uh, visit our website, www.theplaymakerpodcast.com. On there, you can listen to all our past episodes, check out our YouTube channel and our interviews, uh, grab you some merchandise, you know, all that good stuff. Um, You got any shout outs today? Shout out to Mom Duke's birthday tomorrow, February 1st. Look forward to celebrating with you. I'm a little under the weather, but we're going to have some fun. My mom, unless she don't age, by the way. Mind you, I've been on ready for a very long time. His mother as well, and she's drinking out of front of you, period. Hey. Shout out to her. Um, who else? That's that's the only shout out I'm going to do today, because it's Mom Duke's weekend. Yeah. Um. What you got? I, you guys, this is not on camera, but I recently got my hair done, and I'm feeling myself. So I should get, I get you? A, should yeah, I get go ahead. You? Go ahead. Yeah. Rest gonna, rest gonna take a pic real quick. You want the boomerang or? Yeah, do what you gotta do. I want to be classy. Um, but yeah, I just recently got my hair done, and um, I'm just feeling myself a lot. And um, I just want to give a shout out to the hairdresser that did my hair. Um, it's called Tresses by Paris. It's T R E S S S E. They got Instagram page. Uh huh. By Paris. That's her Instagram. Um, you can contact her and get your hair done. She doesn't just have hair. She doesn't just do braids. She does buns. She does um updo she does sewing she does weave but she also takes care of your hair as well and she gave me some really really good information about how can i go forward with taking care of my hair um 
making sure my hair grows properly, um, making sure I'm not putting any harmful chemicals in my hair. Um, she just gave me some really good game, and um, it was a really professional. Everything was on time. Um, she got done my hair at a super quick pace because at, at this age that I'm at now, I can't sit in a salon any that much longer anymore. I don't know why. But shout out to her. This is her Instagram once again, T-R-E-S-S-E-S -S -S -E -S by Paris. Yep, that's her Instagram. Reg just posts. We'll be posting it on um, the page. And um, she slayed my hair. And I just want to give her a big, big shout out. Also want to give a big shout out to um, my co-worker. He has a clothing line. I just recently copped a hoodie. I will be wearing it on our next video that we post, uh, not our next interview, which will be coming soon. Reg is under the weather. So we're going to give him some time to get better because I need my sidekick. I'm KD. He's whoever. I'm LeBron James. He's whoever. It's whatever you prefer. Uh, but um. Wow. I want to give a shout out to my coworker. I just bought a got a hoodie. You can make it custom, so I got a gray and pink one. I might post it on the gram and let y'all get a sneak peek of it. But his clothing line is called Elephants Over Ants. Elephants, how you spell it? Over Ants. O R O V E R A N T S clothing. Go ahead and um, follow him on Instagram. He also he's also a producer as well. He has another Instagram for that. If you go on Elephant Over Ants, you can get the link to that as well. Um, super dope, and um, my and that's my and that's my shout out for today if you want to be shouted out let me know send me a dm and we know who who hear our shout outs or not um <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah so thank you guys for tuning in um random numbers up on youtube spotify apple Podcasts. Did you just use my a me on me yes okay i didn't like how you said it all right let me hear random numbers up <laughs> on youtube instagram spotify google play Get our subscribers up. If you guys want the freestyle, my bars is ready. But I need them subscribers to go up, guys. Once we get to 100, we we throwing up a freestyle. Oh, yeah. The freestyle going up. I'm ready. I'm patiently waiting Let's for a track to explode. Mm, I ain't even going to do it. I was going to do I've it. I've been patiently waiting for a track to uh -huh. explode on. Hey. If you... Mm, don't do it. Right? <laughs> don't give them none. Don't give them none. So, go on our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Watch the video. Leave a comment. And on that note, this is episode 42 of the Playmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. I'm your co-host, Nikita Morosana. Make sure y'all live with that man, Momentum. Always. Rest in peace, This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 